This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. The United Airlines overbooking fiasco has many questioning why airlines have been allowed to overbook their flights for so many years. And just because every airline does it, does it make it right? Carl Moore, Associate Professor de Sotel, Faculty of Management at McGill University and airline analyst, he joins us today. Hello, Carl. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. I got lots of questions. But first sure. of all, should this have gone this far to actually be on a plane, everyone boarded when they're trying to determine who has to leave? No, this is uh, really highly unusual. What has happened, and I've seen it myself many times, but it's standard industry practice is that it would be done in the lounge so that they realize they're overbooked and then the um, the agent at the uh, gate there would say, you know, does anyone willing to uh, step off? We'll give them some reward and, and they increase the amount of money they're willing to offer to a certain point, which I understand they did on the plane, but no one wanted the money. And so at a certain point, what they did is they said, well, we'll choose four people because we have four flight attendants, pilots who work for United who need to get to where we're flying to. And generally it's based on who's not a frequent flyer and who didn't pay a big fare and maybe who got there late is the kind of criteria that typically look at. But to do it on the plane is really highly unusual. Now I want to ask you where this all began, because as I said, everyone says, oh, yeah, all airlines overbook their flights. No, absolutely. And, and they overbook for business reasons. What they've known from decades of experience, and big data only makes it more knowable to them, is that many people won't show up. So they can effectively oversell the, the seats on the plane, and it doesn't cause problems, one, because some people don't show up and they can sell a seat twice. That's a very happy thought. Secondly, what they do, uh, you know, in the lounge is say we've oversold. Is anyone who will step off? And then they can give them some money and still financially it makes sense. So this is something that airlines do because it financially makes them a bit more profitable. Now I want to talk about the compensation, and maybe United Airlines is going to be hit with a lawsuit, so that's a whole other discussion. But as far as the compensation goes to passengers who may decide, oh, I'll take another flight, has that changed over the years? Because it seems at one point you might have had uh, another flight anywhere, or you know, now it seems we'll put you up in a hotel and we'll send you out on the next available flight. Has the actual compensation, is that different for each airline? Yeah, it is, and it, it, it may even change by the circumstance. Um, based on how desperate they are and how long the flight is, things like that. So what they do is start off with a smaller amount because if they can get someone to do step off the plane for $200, part of it may depend on uh, when's the next flight. So if it's two hours, I was once on a flight, and it was two hours later, they gave me a few hundred dollars and upgraded me to what was used to be called first class. So I went for it because two hours of my time for a couple hundred bucks seemed like a good deal at the day. However, as you say, it just depends, and some airlines yep. might have. Are there any airlines that don't overbook their flights? Because to me, that might be a good marketing ploy. I don't know. I suspect maybe the Concorde in its day, where it's really expensive, they may not have. And I, I suspect if you're on Emirates uh, first class where you have your own cabin, um, that's not the kind of person who's going to take it lightly that they get, you gave my cabin to someone else. And there are some people, though, as you said, they would jump at the chance. Sure, I have nothing happening tomorrow. I wouldn't mind pocketing a bit of cash and having a flight out a little bit later. So do you think actually it's it's not such a bad business model? No, I think it's something where it actually makes sense. It works 
well most of the time. In this case, it, it, it seemed to be that it was a business decision. We had four United employees that make money for us by flying planes and being on them. And they came very last minute. It was a, a United business problem they had. And their decision was not doing it in the lounge because it was probably too late because they would have done it in the lounge or we would have never heard of this. And so I think it was just the odd circumstances. But today, United is sitting in with their CEO in Chicago saying, what did we learn from this fiasco and how can we do it differently in the future? One key takeaway is don't do it on the plane if you can help it at all. Yeah, no kidding. Carl, thanks so much for your insight. Always a pleasure. Carl Morrow, Associate Professor, Hotel Faculty of Management at McGill University and an airline analyst. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.